Welcome again to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. <laughs> you can do better. Come on, you can do better. I've heard you do better. <clears throat> Welcome to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. All right, let's no get touchy. this boat on the show, man. Boat on the show. You show on the road. What the boat? Boat on the sh- boat on the road. Let's get this boat on the road. <laughs> okay. Wow. I can uh, I can see the timer this time. Good. It's huge. <laughs> yeah, pour it up. You got this. Like a rule in sixteen, bro. Yep. That's the last. Wow. There's lot. a lot of it left. There was that bottle is a lot bigger than it looks. <laughs> All right now, easy fellow. Oh, did you spill some on the table? I did. Better clean that up with your face. <laughs> mm. I do actually need another to, like, decoration for the table. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. That was. Thank a you noise. for driving me uh, back to my apartment. Of course, mate. Of course. Cheers. Worth for this. Sweet, sweet Lagavulin. Such an interesting piece of uh, piece of liquid. Yes. <laughs> so it was uh, crazy seeing the uh, new features of that there car there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just got a new car. It's a uh, 2017 Impreza, mm-hmm. which is a totally normal car. Oh. So it's pretty amazing the features that are available on a normal yes. car these days. Um yeah. Corey got to experience for the first time uh, what Subaru calls lane keep assist. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty uh, butthole clenching. <laughs> it's weird, man. Yeah, it's so weird. So the idea is you turn this feature on. It uses a bunch of different cameras and all kinds of different stuff, and it can detect the lines in the road. And if you begin to drift over them, it will actually instead of just alerting you, it will steer for you it'll keep you on the road and then that combined with their eyesight which locks onto the car in front of you and will do adaptive cruise control and slow you to a stop you can pretty much just take your hands and feet off and yeah (laughs) just see what happens what scared me was that when you first started doing it it lost the left center lane and it didn't warn you at all it's not like hey i've lost the center line we're just going we're going and the yellow line is like now approaching my side of the car and i'm like i don't think it's working i don't think it's working it wasn't it wasn't working. well that's what happens when you buy a subaru and not a mercedes or something like that well i think it's the problem is that i think people will put way too much faith in it and yeah the technology is there but it's still not there it's enough to like keep you safer yeah but it's not enough to say i'm gonna fall asleep on my way to work today yeah i uh exactly and i mean i think the car detection is pretty close we'll see that's honestly very accurate i'm sure there's some cars that could probably throw it for a loop i wonder what would happen if you come up on like a motorcycle it's it works i've done it nice that's cool. It can even, like, if you're going under, I think it's like 35 or 40 miles an hour, it'll detect pedestrians in front of you, too, nice. and you stop. That's cool. Um, it's just, I think the problem is people will come to rely on it too much, and that's when you get the problem. Yeah. 
That's true. Know, it's but I, I mean, can tell it's you, man. Cool, but... I never realized how much I drift between the lines on my way to work. Yep. Until I have a system that tells me how much yeah. I do it. Oh, because, I know I do. You know, I go to work pretty early, so I'm honestly sometimes very tired yeah. on my way to work, and like I feel myself drift here and there, but like. Now I know. Because, <laughs> like, I'll be like, doo-doo-doo, and then all of a sudden the steering wheel's like, whir, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Have you ever started nodding off at the wheel before? 100%. Yeah, that's scary. All that's right. real. So I've been there. It's scary. There are several times. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but there are several times where, this was several years ago, but when I worked out in Utica, mm-hmm. and I would drive home to my parents' house, which is about 45 minutes away, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would... There were a couple nights where I would leave work, and I I remember it like it was yesterday. I would leave the parking lot at work, and I'd blink. I was pulling into my parents' driveway, and I don't remember a single thing that happened in between. All right. Ah, uh, okay. Like, That's almost not... like muscle memory got me home. See, I've, uh, when I also worked in Utica, which yep. was, you know, a 40-minute drive home, um, I would be so tired because i was working 60 70 hour weeks yep and like just killing myself there and i was driving home and i would get times where i would like i could tell i was tired and it was like i was uh uh-huh. yes definitely uh-huh. and that it's the weirdest sensation to be like that exhausted and yeah. it was scary and i never told my parents about it there's but. yeah don't there's something um it's like so soothing about it's almost hypnotic when you're driving on the highway and like the lines are just like you know coming from infinity forever and you're just i can't imagine how like around here we have some pretty windy roads and stuff like that i can't imagine what it'd be like living somewhere like out in nevada where you yeah. have like just dead straight roads for 100 miles yeah I, uh but um, then again you have 100 million miles you could go off the road and not get any accidents true <laughs> um the thing is that You've, I've definitely done the, you're driving and all of a sudden you're like, how the heck did I end up here? Why did I go this way? Because you just get so used to going certain directions. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I've definitely fallen asleep at the wheel. 100%. And I mean, uh, maybe not for very long, but like, I did that a few times where like I would leave work, feel like I blinked. Like, and I know, obviously, I didn't just blink. Yeah. And I was home. So like 40 minutes of driving that I just completely don't remember. Yeah. A little sketchy. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely times I've had where I've driven and it's kind of like you don't even realize well, what's going on. And we've read studies home. about this, though, right? When we were working, we both work in manufacturing. Yeah. And this is something we talked about before where people who work in manufacturing um, and do like a job that's very repetitive where yep. they do the same thing every day, 40 hours a week for 25, 30 50, to 40 years. I mean, we knew some yep. people who did the same thing for literally 35, 40 years. Yep. Um, they, they just kind of go into autopilot. Yep. Yeah, they, they walk through the door and then they they just go. And yep. they don't even have to think about anything. It's just like... They could be thinking about something completely different and their yeah, job gets done. Pondering and, the meaning yeah. of life. And, yeah. While they're running and doing some boring on the <laughs> yeah. vertical boring machines. Um, actually, I know a couple people that uh, left our previous employment and joined me at my current employment. Actually, they were before me. But they spent 30, 35 years running the same stuff. And that, granted, every once in a while they might do something different. Right. But it's, you know, 
they get asked now to do some things in different departments and they're just so uncomfortable with it. And for me at first I was like, you've been around it for so long, but then it reminds me, it's like when you do the same thing, just because you do one part of it doesn't mean you know everything and are comfortable doing that kind of work. Yeah. Like if you're the guy, you're the guy who stamps a fender every day for 30 years, that doesn't mean you know how to tune an engine. Exactly. And I think, uh, well, you've run into this as well. You ever take like a single class or are good with computers and everybody asks you to fix their computers. Yeah. So it's like, I guess the same concept applies. Oh, you, you do woodworking or you work <laughs> in a wood shop. Hey, can you help me fix build this? Build me a dresser. Yeah, build me a dresser <laughs> or help me with my kitchen cabinets. Yeah. So. Uh, it's like, bro, I, I run a palm sander. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I hand sand things all day. If you need me to grip something, I'm there. Build something? Nope. Wait, you're telling me that you work in a wood shop and all you do is rub it with steel wool? Yeah. (laughs) That's what I do all day. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's some people that are cut out for that kind of work. Mm -hmm. I'm just not one of them. Yeah. The, like, I've done that kind of work. It kills me. I haven't really. Like, uh, it's like, here's a hundred shirts that are all getting the same exact thing on it. Get it done. That sucks. Yeah, really I can is. imagine. Just from my pre- previous experience of, hey, here's a display. We need you to put 150 of this on it. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah, you're like, that's one out of 150. <laughs> that's two, only 148 more to go. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's... But we run into stuff like that in our our jobs now, too. Yeah. There's, it's repetitive. There's definitely yeah, some repetitive parts that are like... Like drawings. Drawings. Thankfully, we don't do too many drawings. Uh, We don't do many either. We have two draftsmen. That's got to be a shit job. (laughs) I'm not saying anything about their job because they might like it. Just for me. Well, again, it's one of those things. Exactly. (laughs) It's one of those things where everybody's different. And some people will just be really good at things and like things that you couldn't understand why. So the difference between our previous job and my current one is I do the model and all of the engineering stuff, then somebody does the menial, less fun stuff, and then I just have to check it. Yeah. Which, Although creating the operations for every part on a 200-piece case is a little menial. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, how, that's the least fun Do thing. they have nearly as uh, many operations as at our previous oh, place, or is more, it more streamlined? Way more operations. Yeah, but is it a little bit more easy to understand than just a random number and, like... No, it's a random number. I don't know. I just felt... It's like almost it exactly the same right. kind of number, too. It's a three-digit number for the operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that's a good way but to But I have learn. choices. Yeah. Whereas before, it was like... Well, if you want to have a boring, you know, boring operation done, you have to do it on the vertical bore. Yeah. Or maybe, if you're lucky, you could throw it on the CNC. Yeah. But well, yeah. here it's like, oh, you have something that has anything I have that has basically more than four operations on it. Mm-hmm. We, we just go CNC. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm enjoying where I'm at now because while I don't, they don't have operations there, it basically gets to the machine shop and they're like, all right, just make it. Let's figure out how to make it. Yeah, but that, that comes with logistical problems. Yeah, from an but it, again, it's a different thing. You know, like I'm working on getting them drawings again because it's something that they've kind of gotten away from and that they want. 
So I'm working on getting that back, but uh, actually Monday a project I'm working on is redoing the specs for certain things. So literally for the specs for these commercial jobs, you have to say how every single piece is made and everything like down to like how it's laid up, how it's combined, how it's sanded, what it's sanded with, what you it's been into pretty crazy detail. We, we do a bunch of those specs, yeah, but we don't do that kind of detail. Well, that's what people are asking for. And I've, I never dealt with that at uh, our last employment. <laughs> so uh, Good catch. It's, uh, it's, no, I don't think it matters because they're gone. Yeah, but... We could probably say it. Probably. We'll wait. Yeah, we'll see. All right. But... I think that's enough talk about work. It's playtime. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think I always like to bring up the stuff on here that kind of life experiences that rile me up a little bit. And okay. we talked about this a little bit earlier in the car. I was walking out of Panera Bread with too much food in my hands <sighs> for one person. You did it again? But did you get two drinks? No. Oh, but chain. I got it to go, so like okay. it looked like I was at least you know taking it to a party. Yeah, and there was this man being escorted in by what I can only guess is like a granddaughter, right? And he looks like he was probably in like World War One or two, like wow. ancient two probably. One was man. a long time. Ago. I don't know, man. He was up there, and he was moving probably an inch an hour, really slow. And I felt bad, so I stood there, and they had one person holding up one door, and I held the next one. And the guy holding the first door was family, and the family looked at me like they couldn't believe I was offering the help. And I'm like, it's a sad day when I witnessed five or six people just walk out in front of me, and that poor man who walked as slow as he did had to wait for these people to leave. People are so selfish, man. And it killed me. And I mean, like, it got me thinking about... How, like, being a gentleman and referred to as being a gentleman has become, like, a taboo phrase nowadays. Like, if somebody's like, wow, you're such a gentleman, I feel like people always take that the wrong way. I said, I use the phrase, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Yep. Which I'm bringing it back. Bringing it back. (laughs) I'm bringing it back. And last time I said it to somebody, it was one of my coworkers, mm-hmm. and it was with a couple other people. I was like, thank you, sir. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no gentleman here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't, the, I think it's lost its meaning. And the problem is, you know, we both are pretty fond of Jordan Peter, Peter <laughs> Peterson. <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Jordan Peterson. And uh, yes, he gets he's a lot a, of hate. We love those uh, alt-right, yeah. far conservative, super yeah. crazy well, Nazi guys. I don't understand why he gets all the hate he does, but he mm. says that like... It is a little strange. Um, because we're taking certain things like religion, which he's not very religious. No. But we're taking it out it, of the but... equation. We're losing a lot of the values that those were originally stated in to kind of give us boundaries to be good people. Yeah. You know, and that's, I've seen it. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, if rather, regardless of whether you are religious or not, most religions in the world offer some type of moral code. Yep. And I think that the biggest thing that religion gives you is, this is, these are values to live by. Some religions take them as, these are, these are the values you need to live by. And if you do not, you will be punished. 
Others are more like, these are the rules that you need to live by or you should live by. Mm-hmm. If the stronger you adhere to them, the more you'll be rewarded. Yeah. And the, the one thing that always kind of killed me was, ah, well, you should, that's a, not a very Christian thing to do. Mm. Or you should be a good Christian. And it's like, listen, I am going to be a good person because that's how I was raised. I don't care of any, like, cosmic shift this is gonna cause <laughs> like i'm not one of those people that like goes through duncan pays for the person behind me it's like on facebook oh, i did such a good deed today i paid for somebody's duncan well, behind you, me in the line do you think that there there's a an alternate universe where you didn't pay for that person's duncan oh i definitely do <laughs> yeah and i think in that alternate universe things are probably a lot different and I think there's a lot of them that are exactly the you know, same. I all right. Let's let's get a little philosophical here. This will be good. Um, I often have pondered on the word infinite mm-hmm. because I think infinite is a word that a lot of people don't spend a lot of time thinking about. They go infinite it goes on forever, right? And the fact that the universe is essentially infinite and always ever expanding, basically. So the our universe is infinite basically and they're now theorizing that there are multiple mm-hmm. universes i think the number was like 11 but either way i don't know how you come up with that number but regardless imagine that there's an infinite number of infinite universes right mm-hmm. so that means that every eventuality that could possibly ever happen has happened mm-hmm. and statistically in infinity everything is possible statistically in infinity Mm -hmm. so the fact that there are flying pigs on an exact duplicate of earth somewhere in our universe is statistically extremely likely yep and i think that that's something that people don't really think about i mean the Mm -hmm. us being alone in the universe is statistically highly unlikely yeah well i've thought about that as far as like the multi-universe theory and stuff like that and i thought you know, I'm sure I'd prefer the idea of like, you know, it's the branching. So at every, even right now. So you're saying there's an infinite number of possibilities right. that can happen so right from right now. We have a seltzer and we have a whiskey, right? Yeah. So in one universe, I picked up the whiskey. In another universe, I picked up the seltzer. In another universe, I got killed by the ice cube by choking yeah, by on choking it. on it. Yeah. So I prefer, to me, I'm like at... One of those universes, somebody's doing, like, they're on top of the world. Corey of that universe is, like, king. <laughs> You're Elon Musk yeah. in that world. You're and then like in another launching, one. You're launching Corey cars. Yeah, and another <laughs> one, I'm, like, well, in mon- many of them, I just wouldn't be. But in right. some of them, yeah. it's, like, worse think than about that. that. Yeah, because the, all the eventualities that would have had to lead up to your existence. Yeah. I mean, if there's a if there's an infinite number of universes, I'm dead every second from now yep. because something killed me. Yeah. Right. And then I and think... in every universe, the chances of you being born are so infinitesimally small because of all of the insane amount of moments that had to happen up to that moment to create you. Yeah. Well, I think so. For instance, I would rather be the middle road of all of those branches. Like you want maybe... to be the trunk. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe how. Are. Yeah, maybe that's maybe every our, time you yeah. make a decision, the universe splits. Yeah. So, I will say that that might be you've a had those moments. Yeah, you've had those moments where, 
like you're driving and you don't see the car and you start turning and you just stop in time or they stop in time and you're like, oh crap, I almost screwed up there or something like that happens. Yeah. And you get like that hyper rush of adrenaline and things slow down. Yeah, it's a really, I, really odd feeling sometimes. I, I'm wondering if that's the universe slowing down and being like, well, plucking me out and being like, okay, this is, it was so, about to go really bad. So time is a funny thing because... We think of time as a mechanical action, really. Because at the end of the day, a second is basically a mechanical action. Mm-hmm. And we use that as a way to keep time. But time is kind of subjective. Yeah. So I've always wondered this. Like, I, I kind of have a theory on it. And mm-hmm. I'm this is a very unscientific theory. So I feel like your scale of time is very directly related to the beating of your heart and how fast your anatomical rate is. So humans experience time in a certain span. So Mm -hmm. most people, the average age in the United States of a male is like 72 years or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's somewhere in the 70s. So we experience time on a scale of 70 years, right? So if you figure our second is, you know, one span of 70 years divided by however much mm-hmm. whereas um, a fruit fly only lives what seven days something like that so instead of living 70 years their time frame is seven days so they do they experience a, a day the same way we do or does one day on earth to them feel like 30 years now, you're ready for my big conspiracy theory? Oh, here we go. We're going down the rabbit hole. I I truly believe that specific animals, maybe even babies, experience time and existence different than we do. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I uh, so further. Take I, me down the rabbit hole. Grab I, me by the hand and drag so, me. So we've all seen, like for instance, dogs. They see things and like they'll just start barking. Or they always seem to have like some weird sense. Oh, geez. Now we're going down the real rabbit hole. But when you look at like ghost stories, things like that, I truly believe that that is just other realities briefly coming into place in our world. All right. So, how I stand on the ghost thing mm-hmm. is I don't have. Is that a phone? I'm not sure what that is. Hold on, everybody. We're trying to figure out what's going on. We're talking now. about ghosts. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that just whatever. Got yeah, this is just this is staying in. This um, guy, that's a little weird. I, I hope everybody can hear that because Bryson's approaching the computer right now. No one is in this room with us except us. What was that? That was a random countdown. <laughs> okay. So, a uh, countdown just suddenly started on the computer. And then oh, went off. Uh, I thought maybe it was the, uh, the no. timer, but the timer's still going. <laughs> okay. Continue about ghosts after whatever <laughs> that just was. <laughs> okay, so... I'm going to say this again. Obviously, I might have might have made Ghost angry by saying that. I don't... Uh, I didn't even get to finish saying what I was saying. I, I was just about to start. <laughs> I know. So, my feeling on ghosts is that there is a lot 
of coincidence involved mm-hmm. in, in people's people's ghost stories. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a lot of energy, like talking physically here, there's a lot of actual physical energy in the human body, and in any body for that matter, mm-hmm. any living creature. There's a lot of electricity in us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when a person dies, you know, the laws of the universe basically are that energy doesn't ever go away it changes form so i am on the fence i'm that was a long explanation well it's but it's but it's for a good reason so i'm on the fence because i haven't seen any good evidence either direction Mm -hmm. but at the same time i find that it's hard to believe that the energy containing the human body just dissipates instantly and just goes away i feel like it has to change form yeah oh i agree completely um but that was freaky. i will say that I will yeah that, that was freaky. freaky i will say that i've had recently uh because i think a lot of the ghost stories are kind of a mix of like the how faulty the human brain actually is so yeah yeah our our minds play a lot of yeah. weird tricks so we were up at camp, you okay. remember you were there, and then you ended the up leaving house. early. Yeah, because uh, you had to get home to the baby. Yep, and uh, I just I didn't feel well, and I was in the um, in the bed, and I just couldn't get comfortable. So I actually ended up taking because I just I couldn't get comfortable. I I was like could barely breathe when I was laying down. And I think it's like a dust slash smoke allergy that I get sometimes that just mm-hmm. stuffs me right up. So I just went out on the uh, couch and I was just feeling horrible and I was sitting there and I mean, it was pitch black and there was a light on like the VCR or something and I'm looking at that light and I'm just like sitting there and I'm dead tired. Then that light starts moving towards me. Yeah. And it gets like right here. And then it starts going back. And then it starts moving around the room. Right. And And I that mean, was your mind. Yeah. That was nothing to do with And ghosts. I mean, I could have been me, because it was pitch black. Yeah. It could have been me moving. I've experienced that too, where black. like if you're in a perfectly dark room and there's a very small light across the room, it zooms. Like your yeah. mind zooms it. It's yeah. really weird. So um, I think that's probably a good part of it. Yeah, I think a huge portion of it, actually. And people have way more vivid imaginations than they give themselves credit for. Yeah. Well, um, that's what they... And we take uh, things and blow them way out of proportion. I mean, if, you see, if you're sitting in a room... I mean, half of people's ghost stories that I've heard is like, they're out in the woods somewhere, and yeah. they hear a noise. Yeah. It's like, dude, yeah. we live in the middle of nowhere. There's lots of things in the yeah. woods that make noise. Um, I mean, have you ever heard a squirrel in leaves? Yeah, I the think... So- that can be... At night? That would be scary. I can't remember where I read it. It was a study or something where they talked about the fact that people thinking about things is the, like, huge cause of any issue. Actually, I'm reading a book now called Survival... Deep Survival, Who Lives, Who Dies, and Why. And it talks about the fact that the more you go to, like, make yourself safe, the more dangerous things get. And I think... Along the same line, the more you think about things, the scarier it gets. Probably true. Because I've been, you know, you'll walk, it's getting dark, you're walking, and then all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, it's dark out. 
and that's when you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. But until you think about it, it's not scary at all. Yep. And I mean, that's, I mean, that's the huge thing about fear that they say for anything with anybody to try and break it is you got to just get them to experience it without thinking about it. Yeah. People build up a lot of fears too, I think. Yeah. Like, I, um, let's see, let's make, let's make one right now. So we're sitting in front of, uh, we're sitting in our, in the generic, uh, podcast room, yeah. which is still under construction. Yep. Um, and behind us is a patio door. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm just going to say, picture a face coming up to that patio door in the pitch black and there just gets into the light of the room. Yep. Give, uh, legitimately, I just a got bit. a little bit of chills thinking about it. Yeah. And I mean, that's not me just saying it for the sake of the podcast. Because <laughs> yeah. I have a pretty vivid imagination. Yeah, me too. And I, I, I hate you seeing for the saying that I right keep now. seeing the reflection of my face in that window. Yeah, I hate you for saying out. that right now. But um, <laughs> I think that's the thing. Is, but we're going to move on, and you'll forget yeah. about it, and your mind will stop playing tricks on exactly. you. Exactly. And uh, I had something I wanted to talk about. I gave myself I chills remember. on that one. Yeah, that was... <laughs> That was a good one. Um, but I don't know. I'm going to Photoshop that into the thumbnail. Yeah. Which, by the way, this will be our second episode on yeah. YouTube. So, yeah, we're going to have a while before this comes out, but that's good. So, probably pretty close to Halloween when it comes out. Getting there. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to do a Halloween podcast. Are we, though? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. We're going to wear Batman t-shirts. <laughs> Batman outfit. No. You have to wear the spandex. <laughs> no, you have to be Robin, the, like the old school Robin with this, the, 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 whatever, the Speedo <laughs> on. <laughs> no one wants no, to see no me in Speedo. No leggings. Just, I don't think your legs are hairy, so it'll work perfect. My legs are hairy. Okay, that is even better. <laughs> You'll be Robin, your hairy legs just sticking nope. out of the If I'm doing it, I'm shaving them. Oh my God. Yep, shave legs. Committing completely. <laughs> oh, man. But um, I don't know. The, the ghost thing, I, I truly think there's stuff that goes on, but I don't think it's anything nefarious. Um, Whereas I've heard plenty of other people argue the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Which is that there is no such thing as ghosts. There is, which, when you're, when you're referring to like human spirits, yeah. there is only demons. Yeah. So anything that you hear or see that is, you know, spiritual is nefarious. Maybe. Who knows, Who knows? dude? I don't know the answer. Yeah. I do know that people come forward to say all the ghosts shows are fake oh yeah i don't doubt that at all yeah i totally it's not common enough to get that to actually happen Mm. oh did you see that i guess it's uh six flags is having a challenge to see who if you can spend 30 hours straight in a coffin what's the big deal it's a box is it just because it's a coffin that it weirds people out? Yeah. This is what I... Now I remember. It's come all coming back to me now. And I keep looking into that window. Thanks for that. Um, biggest fear. Okay. You go first. Well, experience with fears. Have you ever... Okay, how about this? Have you ever overcome any of your fears? 100%, yeah. Okay, what, what was that? My biggest fear growing up was the dark. Mm-hmm. I used to sleep with a nightlight mm-hmm. until I was, I mean, middle of my teenage years, probably. Either a nightlight or, like, my TV on. 
Yeah. And it wasn't, I don't even know if it was really fear of the dark. It was fear of the unknown of what could be hidden in the dark. And I think that's really what everybody fears with the dark is what could be there. Yeah. Um, like a face in the patio door. Yeah. Um, but, uh, give myself chills again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think my biggest fear was growing up anyway, was fear of, fear of the dark. Um, but that doesn't really bother me so much anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just because I've gotten, I don't know if I've just grown accustomed to it Mm -hmm. or if maybe I've realized that the only thing that is in the dark is maybe other people. And the worst thing is that they're going to try and harm me. Yeah. And so that's why I sleep with a shotgun next to myself. Nowadays. Um, so by the way, don't, don't try to break into my house because you're definitely going to get shot. It, uh. It's funny because um, when I was doing a lot of the art study stuff, it talks about how the brain works and how humans think of things through shape recognition. So, not to interrupt you, but there is one other thing that's, I don't even know if it's a fear, Mm -hmm. but I still haven't overcome it. I don't know if I ever will. Mm -hmm. It's uh, heights. Yeah. And it's not, I don't, I can't, I, I, I have a hard time calling it a fear. Because it's not really a fear. It's more like a, a physical reaction. Your fear. It's a fear. But back- it doesn't like... I know what scared feels like. And when I get up really high and look down, I don't feel scared. I just like... My knees turn to jello. And I pass out. Yeah. Like... It's a fear. I've actually passed out. Yeah. So, back to the darkness thing. Sure. Um, I remember... Of- it's Babelheads. After dark. Um, so <laughs> I wouldn't, I think the reason kids are afraid of the dark is we, and like I said, humans recognize things by shapes. Mm-hmm. So that's why babies can recognize faces. That's the first thing they look for. And you had a developing child. So you know that like, all you have to do is cover a portion of your face mm-hmm. and they think you're gone. So when a kid sees something in the dark, you know, it might be just some light shining in from the window or you know there's something in the corner that makes a weird shape their brain will try to figure out what it is by the shape and it can actually change it slightly into what it will what it thinks it is and it'll combine aspects and there's two things i I think i felt my brain do that yeah i there's two things i can remember i remember one time waking up and thought i saw an alien walking towards me and all it was was the eyes, but there was light shining in the window that made the sh- kind of the shape of the ant, like classic gray yeah, like, like eyes. the sideways teardrop. Yeah, that, and then it kind of combined things behind it to make it look like there was an alien. <laughs> so that freaked me out. And then I remember maybe I had, you were abducted. Maybe maybe you were anally probed. Maybe you might have, probably were. But then, I mean, uh, in an infinite war, infinite universe of infinite possibilities, you totally were. Yeah. And then the <laughs> other one was there was a coat hanging on a auric vacuum in my room after I cleaned it. I was too lazy that night to put it away. That's a very vivid memory you had. Yeah. You remember the brand. Yeah. And uh, I remember waking up and thinking there was someone standing over me and it was just a vacuum. Yeah. I don't know if I have any of those where I like specifically remember... Something like that happened. Probably because I always slept, like, with a light on. Yeah. Um, but a fear I overcame was a fear of spiders. When yeah? I was a kid. Yeah, I used to be 
horribly afraid of spiders. Spiders aren't scary. I mean, some spiders are scary. Well, I mean, now I wouldn't be hold a fuzzy of, one. Be afraid of yeah, certain spiders. Yeah, I wouldn't spiders. hold a fuzzy one, for sure. <laughs> but um, I was, I remember I was walking down the stairs one day and a spider like went in front of me and I was like, I'm not going to be afraid of this anymore because I knew it couldn't hurt me. It was like a daddy long legs or something. Yeah. So I put my hand out and it crawled on me. And that was it. I wasn't afraid of them anymore. I mean, granted, I still won't pick up a fuzzy spider. Because here's a pro tip. If it's a wild animal and you don't know what it's capable of, just leave it alone. Saw a gray fox today. Speaking of wild animals. Yeah, just leave it alone. They might look cute, but just leave it alone. Almost hit it with my new car. Yeah. (laughs) I've never seen a gray fox during the day. No. That's the first time. Yeah. Well, that's one of the nice things about being out here. But as far as fears right now, I can't really say I have a fear that I know of. Like, I'm sure I do, I but I like, can't think of one off. I have, like, those lame fears. Like, those weird adult fears. Well, that's that's just life. Yeah. I'm afraid that life is going to turn me on my head at yeah. any point in time. Um, Which it tried. That's responsible. Life has tried this year to turn us on our heads, but we somehow landed on our feet. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, I mean, the height things never really bothered me. Um, I'm, that's I'm a family practical. thing. I feel like that's genetic. I'm practical about it. I don't, like, I'm not one of those parkour I, guys hanging I think out that may, the may be a genetic trait because it's, it's my, myself, my dad, and my brother all have that same thing where it's like, I'm not afraid. Like, I can climb a ladder, get to the top, and look down. It's not that I'm afraid to get up there or do anything like that. But once I'm up there, my body goes, whoa, you're way too far from the ground. And it tries to put me away. <laughs> uh, speaking of weird genetic traits, uh, when me or anyone in my family like is outside and the sun kind of shines in our eyes, we sneeze. You're you're a vampire. Maybe some vampires burn up. Some vampires sparkle. Some, <laughs> some sneeze. <laughs> See, I brought that up to somebody, and I'm like, because they talked about evolution and changes based on climate. And I go, yeah, like how my family, when we're in the sun, we sneeze. And they're like, what? Is that a thing? And I'm like, you mean that's not normal? Because <laughs> everyone, like literally, if I feel like I have to sneeze, I can just go like this and kind of look up at the sun a little bit through squinted eyes and I'll sneeze. I had to give that one a pause. Let everybody react to that one. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I can't tell you if that's actually evolution or de-evolution. I'm not <laughs> sure. I think I you're know. going the wrong direction, bro. Well, have you seen that Facebook thing going on? If you go like this, and do it. I'm not gonna do it. Go like this. Do you have a a thing right here? Oh, actually, mine's kind of popped. Huh? No. So apparently, some people have a completely useless tendon there that's left over from when we were chimps <laughs> and they th- they think it's like to hold on to so are you stuff. telling me that we're hireable yes some people you and yes. I yes our friend, I don't believe our you. friend Jake now that you, has it now that you try to tell me that I'm more involved than anyone I don't believe you yeah <laughs> but it's just something left over interesting need. like kind of like our tailbone or um what is that thing that always gets the pancreas? The appendix. Appendix, yeah. The pancreas is necessary. Yes, the pancreas <laughs> is necessary. I don't know what it I was does. hoping I didn't get enough of that out <laughs> for you to catch it. But, yeah. uh. Can't you know. sneak anything by me, buddy. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. As far as, like, unknown things and fears like that, it's just part of growing up. I mean, there's still twinges of, of the stuff that I used to fear. You know, that's still in there. Cockroaches. 
I, I insects in general, I'm not a big fan. It's not that I'm afraid of them, but I'm not the big, yeah, not a big fan. Just me out. And I know that's not a very manly thing as I'm getting ready for bed at eight o'clock. Cause oh, stop it. But, um, you're not getting ready for bed. I just don't like that stuff. That doesn't mean I'm afraid of it. Right. But right. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's just, it is what it is, but I, you need to join, uh, my book club. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Dude, I know, but it's a men's only book club, and we read some Very nope. awesome stuff. There's not even any chicks there. Bro, we read Jordan Peterson's book. I read that on I my said own. his name right. <laughs> we read a lot of things. Jordan Peterson and <laughs> But I think you like it a lot. And I know, you know, it's just something to help. Do they the... drink whiskey, sit around a microphone, and talk about stuff? No. All right, I don't want to go. You're such a loser. You're not cultured enough. <laughs> nope. You're an uncultured boob. I don't even know what all three forks are for. Salads, main all course, the, and dessert. All the salads. Yep, that's totally what it is. Yeah, it definitely is. Has to be. What about the four the four spoons and the three knives? Uh, I don't know how many knives or spoons there are in a fancy setup. I used I to know, know, maybe. No, I never. Look at the big noise I just made. Did you ever do the whole Christmas or Thanksgiving with all the place settings and all that stuff? No. No, but I did do, when I was a kid, a couple of times my parents took us out to like very fancy restaurants because my dad used to work in New York City. So every once in a while we would go down and visit him down there like if we had school break and stuff. And sometimes we'd go to like a really fancy restaurant in New York City and there was like the whole spread. Yeah. <clears throat> and there was, I want to say, four forks, three spoons, and two knives. Well, one's the soup spoon, one's the... You have a soup spoon, spoon, a teaspoon, and a... Spoon. Just a spoon, like a regular spoon, tablespoon. So, growing... And then you have an appetizer fork, a salad fork, an entree fork, and a dessert fork. See... I feel like as I grew up, my family got lazier because <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, there was the kids' table and then the parents' table. And we always did like buffet style where you made your food. Yeah. But then you would sit down and you'd have a place setting. Actually, no, we used to actually have the food on the table and you'd pass it around. And like you did that, there was the wine glass that we never drank wine out of. It was always water or juice because nobody in my family drank at the time. And, like, we sat around and did, like, the whole thing. Like, you had your your specific spot. My mom would get, like, nutcrackers or something, so everyone had, like, a little gift and a marker. Now it's, like, find a place on the couch, grab the buffet-style food, right. and go ahead. Stop complaining, all right? You have a family that actually likes you around, and they get together for, to celebrate holidays, and you have a feast. It could be so much worse. Yeah. You should just be happy to be a man living in America. 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 <laughs> because, you know what? We got it pretty good here. Mm-hmm. We got it pretty good here. I was just thinking about feasts. Um, I feel like uh, that's something that I've had way too many of them in my life. And I think that growing up, we had a lot of family feasts. Yeah. And eventually that turned into me just having feasts all by myself. Yeah, like my feast of Panera Bread, which was a large mac and cheese and a bread bowl mac and cheese. Yes. Why? 
Was it so you so could eat good. all the mac and cheese out of the bread bowl and then refill it? See, you use the mac, you use the bread, because when you get it to go, hot tip, when you get it to go, they give you the bread bowl separate so, so it doesn't get soggy. <laughs> so you use the bread bowl as a spoon, but you eat the spoon at the same time. You eat the spoon? Which is the bread bowl. Okay. You use the bread bowl. With the plastic spoon. <laughs> yes, it's pretty tasty. But yeah, oh, their mac and cheese with the, the bread. The spoons are being mm. free, so I eat them. Yep. <laughs> yep. What's that? Um, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. That's a lot of food. That's a lot of pasta. Yeah. Although. Oh, just, yeah, it's definitely not. Just the food. other day, I had a, I had a craving, mm. and, I, and I followed through. Chicken rigging pizza. Ugh. Don't even go there. Mm. No, I had a craving and I followed through, and it was a craving for Burger King. Ugh. I had a Wendy's so I I went there and had a 1920s coal miner shovel a bunch of chicken nuggets into a bag yes. for me. Yeah, <laughs> throwback. Um, yeah, those chicken nuggets. I can That's the epitome of like. I just want to shove well, just think things about in my mouth because it's not even <laughs> good. You get no satisfaction. Yeah, you get no satisfaction from the nugget Honestly, itself. Honestly, I don't find you might them as to be well as just, bad as you do. You might as well just spoon the sauce. I don't. And like, mm. I don't find them to be as bad as you do. For real, I. But what blows my mind about it is like you go to Walmart and buy a bag of Tyson chicken nuggets. Yeah. Right. It's going to cost you nine ninety nine for like the normal size bag. And there's probably 50 nuggets in there. I mean, it's yeah. a good size amount. You go down to Burger King, you march your happy ass in there. You can order a 20 piece for three dollars and twenty eight cents. They must, you know what? So I think? for the same price, you could order 60 nuggets, and they're already cooked for you. You know what I think it is? I think they're just scraping like grease and stuff off of the machines at night and putting it in a machine, and it turns it into nuggets. You know, like any leftover meat juices and solids and just, fries and just, just compacting it. Yeah, compacting it into nugget form. So they like scrape the fryers and the, yeah. and the grills into like a vat. Yeah. And then they put it under pressure like a di- like a diamond, right? Yeah. And eventually, after like 10 years, they just have a million chicken nugget surplus because they've figured out a formula to turn garbage into chicken yeah we used to call it the dishwasher special <laughs> the end of the night because i had the privilege of working as a dishwasher at a restaurant at an italian place which is the worst because cheese is an absolute bitch to get off of dishes after, a it's, knife. <laughs> after it's been like on there for like an hour and you I have mean, to scrape my it only off. experience from that is having cheese on a plate for like three yeah. days because I didn't do dishes. Yeah, just imagine that times a million because every dish gets cheese. <laughs> it was horrible. And at the end of the night, you let the drain out and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if Italian's the worst. I think probably the worst would be Mexican. No, because that that's, sauce and that cheese. stuff slides right off. I don't know, man. Um, I feel like you just are saying that because you worked in an Italian restaurant and you were biased. I don't know. I'm not a... So Mexican, true Mexican doesn't have that much... Nah, I guess no, there's a lot of cheese in Mexican food. Yeah. So maybe same, it's I actually, the same. I struggle to think of a dish, it, of any dish, that doesn't have cheese on it that's Mexican. Chicken? That's not a Mexican dish. That's just Yeah, chicken. they make their chicken with their Mexican stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. With I sauce and cheese. So Kind of like to, Italians. I went to a Mexican place once. I got some... And I was young, so I was still picky. And I'm like... I started liking shrimp. I'm like, I'm gonna get this shrimp. All right, I got to give. Shrimps. I have to give a little backstory before. 
Because you just said something that reminded me of something. Yeah. Corey, when we were children, mm. literally would not eat anything but chicken. Yep. And chicken. Yeah. And junk food. Yep. Just chips and chicken, basically. Yep. But luckily, he learned to broaden his horizons. Yes, and, I now, now eat pretty much so, everything. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but what I wanted to explain when you said I started liking shrimp, it's yeah. because he literally never had shrimp. Yeah. So I started liking shrimp. I got a plate that's about the size of this table. I'm good. Okay. About the size of this table. Seven eighths of the thing. Seven eighths beans. That's very specific. Seven yeah, eighths. like there was like point eight seven five. There was six shrimp and a mountain of beans. And I hate beans. <laughs> and I just look at my parents because we were on vacation in Florida. Do you hate all beans or just some beans? I don't like. Like beans. Make a chili like tomorrow. You want to have chili? I like chili. Like, I like that. I'm going to be gone all day tomorrow. Oh. Taking the dog to meet his lost, long, long lost brother. And, I thought uh, you were going to say long lost lover for a second. There. Yeah. Um, but like, I just don't like the beans where it's like that. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I just, so, I, like, what about baked beans? That's the same thing. Baked like, beans are like congealed. You, okay, so you don't yeah. like refried beans? Yeah. Where it's like bean mush? Yeah. So, like, Beans that because I don't most. like potatoes. Yeah, I don't get the beans. But but do you like them? Like beans that are actually beans. Yes. But like, so you just don't like beans that are like congealed in a thing. Yeah. You don't like baked beans? No. I never used to like baked beans, and then I had a recipe of baked beans that had bacon on it. And I was like, oh yeah, now we're talking. Yeah, but I and I mean this was classic for me as a kid. We'd go out to eat somewhere with friends, mm -hmm. and I would order something and not eat like any of it. So my mom and dad would have to take me to like McDonald's after. And I mean, it's common though for a kid. Yeah. I know a lot of kids who are like, they they get a burger at a fancy restaurant and then you take a bite and they're like, no, give me a big double. Yeah, I think. Well, and My I think it's been way. proven that um, kids, their taste buds are completely different. Yeah, I take. And I although think, I have seen some kids that amazed me. Our former boss's daughter, mm -hmm. um, she blew my mind. Several times. Lots of stuff is going on tonight. This is a weird one tonight. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. I think. I don't know. There's. I. I think it's all how you approach it. So I was. I'm. I'm sorry. I. I was right in the middle of a sentence and I totally forgot Boss it. Boss's daughter. Yeah. She. Um. She's blown my mind several times. Like. His wife. Um. Made smoked salmon dip. Like homemade. And it was amazing to me because I'm an adult and adults like things like smoked salmon, yeah. but so does their daughter. I mean, she hmm. likes that. She likes, um, all of these weird things. Like she likes quinoa and she likes like avocado. <laughs> well, I think that stuff, it's how you approach it. Maybe. You know, I think I mean, when I was her age, I was like, give me some chicken nuggets though. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I mean, I was lucky that when I was growing up, part of why I was so fussy was because of our eating habits. You know, my parents were so busy, we basically stuck with to-go or whatever. My We didn't really have a lot of the sit-down, like, mom cooked the meal or dad cooked the meal. Yeah. We had a couple of those, but when those happened, I just, they weren't really good cooks anyway. And then when I got older, I would cook for them. So, 
Yeah. I think that's part of it. Um, but I yeah, I mean, I didn't have a burger until I was... Did we lose our video, I wonder? Is that what that noise was? No, I think we're good. Uh, maybe. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. You know, this one will just be cut short, I guess. Well, I, maybe it died. <laughs> that's what happens when you don't charge the GoPro. We should probably have, like, a USB cable running to it just to make sure it has power. Maybe. But learning curves yeah but anyway um when it comes to being fussy i didn't have a burger till i was in college yeah and i decided to have an applebee's burger first which could have spelled disaster yeah i'm surprised that it didn't spell diarrhea yeah it was bad (laughs) and um i mean i it all some places have fresh never frozen yeah i know i know a couple people who work at applebee's and their their actual motto is the opposite of that yeah Every single thing you've ever eaten at Applebee's basically is frozen. Yeah, but the even the steaks come in frozen. The freaking uh, mac and cheese, four mac cheese mac and cheese with the honey glazed tenders on it. It's gross. It's garbage. It's garbage, dude. It tastes. It's like people go, "Do you know what's in that hot dog?" I'm like, "I don't care. It's delicious." They're like, "Actually, there's pig lips in that." I'm like, "I know exactly." That doesn't bother me. I know exactly what's in this hot dog. It's all the leftover ground up parts of the of the animal, and you know what? I'm so glad it's in there. It's so delicious. That's the thing. As long as it tastes good and it's safe, and it's getting used. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? Throw away the pig lips? You savage! Use those pig lips. Well, that's uh something too. I we've talked discussed. down the road, they have those weird cows that look like mm. hairy cows. Long hair cows. Yeah, and I kind of want to get like the meat from them because, you know, Joe Rogan talked about how he moved to hunting because he was sick of getting his meat from the markets because of the whole horrible practice of how they're treated and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's a pretty honorable thing. So I was thinking about, you know, those cows, they seem to have a pretty good shtick. They yeah, have free range, <clears throat> you know, all that stuff. Yeah, they're all I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't I have think they are. I just wouldn't have room for all of that meat. You can buy, I think most people will let you buy like a half. Yeah. I don't think you, you might be able to get a quarter, but I think that most places want you to buy a half. A yeah, well, you buy and, a half. Well, and you, then maybe what you got to do is make an arrangement. Yeah, yeah, like if you bought a half a cow, I would buy you an eighth from you. Yeah, but that's the thing. I got to find six more people. <laughs> that's bad math, bro. No. An eighth? Uh-huh. I want an eighth. That's two eighths. Six more people makes eight eighths. You can't math anymore. It's eight, okay. eight eighths is a whole cow. Yeah. Well, eight eighths of a half. No. no, no I'm no. talking... You, you're... Oh, okay. I would buy an, an eighth, eighth of, of a cow. cow. No, an eighth That's of a what, cow. Yeah, eighth of a cow. I thought so you meant four eighth people, of a whole half. So you'd only need... You'd need three people total, including yeah. yourself. Or not including yourself. So you'd only need yeah. to find two other people. Yeah. Not, not six. <laughs> yeah. But I have to get in the habit of actually cooking. But I mean, mm. that's a big thing too is like... But if you have good quality meat in your freezer, you're probably more likely to do it. Yeah. The problem is your freezer's the size of like a microwave. Yes. Um, I could always get like a chest freezer. I need a chest freezer. I need money. First. And you need a place to put the chest freezer. Yeah. I mean, there's places to put it, but that's all stuff when I get my own place, which I'm you hoping... You have your own place. In the next couple of it's years. It's just adjacent to your yeah. grandma's place. Yeah. I'm just hoping in a couple of years to have, like, an actual house. And maybe we could talk about this sometime on a podcast, but yeah. um, buying a house was, like, a dream of mine for a really long time. Yeah. And 
you were there like most of the time when I was like, I think I'm going to buy this house. I'm going to buy this house. Yeah. I'm going to go look at this house. I'm thinking I'm going to buy it. Right down the road from where you used to work. It was perfect. It used to be perfect. I was close enough that I could drive home on my half an hour lunch and cook on the grill. Yeah, that was a good time. And drive back. We had some good food those times when we cooked those burgers. Maybe someday, man. You know what? I this is a this is a, a call to all the listeners of this podcast. All I don't know, maybe one of you at this point. No. <laughs> Tell your friends. Maybe someday we'll do this as a job. Maybe. It's never gonna happen, dude. No. <laughs> we're having a good time, that's all. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I think uh it's it is what it is. You so know? here's a test to all the people who might be listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. If you are listening to this podcast and you like it, first of all, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Second of all, we would love it if you would drop a like on our SoundCloud or on our new YouTube page, which this is probably no longer recording video, yeah. so there's a good chance you're probably looking at a Babbleheads logo right yeah. now instead of our faces. Apologize for that. Sorry, go, Corey needs to learn how to charge cameras. Yeah. Um, but aside from that... Uh, What we'd like you to do is email us, okay? And I want, I want, no, don't email us. No, no, no. Listen to this. He's getting way too caught up. Just like, all right, you don't even have to do that. Just listen. I don't care. No, no, what I want, listen, what I want is I want to vote. I want to know from somebody if you want us to bring a third babbler in. Only part time. Of course, of course. We want to know if anybody's interested in us talking to another person. Maybe. It might not be the same person. It might be different people, whatever. But we're just interested. I'm interested to see if anybody's interested to hear that. So email us, because that's the way to do it. At, you can email us at babbleheadspodcast at gmail.com. That's it. That's That's the email. That's the one. That's the one. That's the first time we're putting it out there into the world. Yeah. Babbleheadspodcast at gmail.com. And you should follow us on SoundCloud. You know, maybe download us, whatever it is that you do. How about this? You just keep doing what you're doing out there. <laughs> I don't really care. Bryson's all cut off on this. <laughs> I'm having fun. He claims he's having fun. That's all I'm uh, I'm having a blast. I just want more people to hear your glorious voice, Corey. Yes. My glorious voice. Sadly, it's accompanied by yours, but we'll <laughs> yeah, do what we can. We all have to make sacrifices yeah, for the life. team. But uh, I think that's about it. Uh, you want to talk about anything else? Yeah, I do. But we'll talk about it next time. Hey! Ah, got him. Have a good night. Later, everybody.